Well, Tom, the boys look good. They don't look bad, do they? They look like that episode in South Park when Stan tells Stan's told to let his team play the Red Wings. Yeah, let him play the coach. Let him play the Blue Jackets. We're hot. The Jackets are steaming, dude. It does. I saw. You know, I'm a big math guy. I had to do the math before. That you're like, you want to do a quick epi? I was like, yeah. So I was like, let me go look at the stains real quick and crunch some numbers. So I got in my peep boy brain. We have thirty. We ha- we have to only win like sixteen to seventeen games to get a hundred points. And I think if you get a hundred points, you're pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> you're in if you get a hundred points. And if my math was correct. 16 to 17 games is like a little less than half of our remaining games. You know what's crazy is like if you so I'm I'm scoreboard watching. I've been tweeting that I'm on cap watch. Every team that is in the hunt right now is on cap or is on like some sort of cap watch for another team, right? That's what every team's doing. Yeah. They're just watching what's going on. It's league watching now. Every Metropolitan team that checks a Blue Jacket score has to be, like, kicked in the balls every time they check the Blue Jacket score because it's always a one-goal game. They're like, really? Like, you couldn't just lose one in regulation. Just lose one in regulation. No points. Like, they see 0-0, and they're like, that... Florida Floridian offense that has hit the over in every single game they've played in this year has to get a goal on this guy named Merzlikins. He, they have to get a goal. They have at least one, right? And just nothing. And then you just check the score later and it's just Z in your face. In in the Panthers defense, they did have to play at Toronto yesterday. You're giving the Panthers, you're saying the Panthers in defense? Dude, there's no defense tonight. No, I'm not. <laughs> there's no defense, defense tonight. I'm talking about defending their offense because you got to defend their offense because you can't defend their defense. No, their defense has I no defense. I think that's more shots than we've had in like the last five games. Dude, it was, all, I think. I think the Jackets got close to 50. <laughs> that was the they most got close to 50. Six games. I would have I, really loved to get on this episode, this post-game epi, special epi. We love doing these always after wins, but I would have loved to have gotten on here and just been like, we saw boob tits tonight. We, did not, we saw Sergio. We got a full dose of Sergio. He was the only reason it went to overtime. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going through all the recent games. I can't find the game that's over 35 shots. The the Coats, they, there's no offense, Tom. They, you know when you're playing them. I shouldn't say there's no offense. You know when you're playing them, they're not going to pepper you. Because yeah. they, str- they only score goals when the iron's hot. When the iron's hot is when, they, is when the Coats strike. 
Yeah, and when the other team makes a mistake. Exactly. Because if you look at the standings and you look at the Islanders who are kind of going back and forth for third place right now, their goal differential is only plus 11, and they play the same brand of hockey we do where, like, they win the close games, they don't score a lot of goals, they play tight defense, and they win that way. I think it's safe to say the Coats are on cap and pen watch now. I I I want it. We're only four points back of the pens. If you think about it, if you let's I get love, listen first, and then we'll go cap. I love dropping things in people's noodles. I'm gonna drop this in your noodles, okay? Five games back, you're five games back of the caps. Yeah, absolutely. And we're two and a half back of the pens. You're telling me in the next. 28 nights where the Jackets are playing, you can't get five nights where you get a win and they don't get a win. It's possible. The only thing we got to worry about is Ovechkin, I think, has scored six hat tricks in two weeks. He's having a he's having a year. He's having a year. Let's just put it to bed. Ovi is having a year, dude. 2020 is the year of of Ovechkin. Ovechkin, that guy knows how to score goals. Like, like Austin Matthews and David Pasternak have been leading the league the entire year in goals. And one night, Ovechkin said, "No, I want that back." No, I saw I saw a stat. He has 14 goals in the last seven games. He got a hat trick tonight. He's at 40 goals this year, and he's got like he's got the same amount of games. He's got 28 games left. You're telling me that guy's not breaking 50? How many games does this man have where he just scores every goal for his team? <laughs> he scored all but one night. It's incredible. It gets to the point where you don't even come out for the first star. You don't even come out. Oh, you just no. stay in. You tell you tell Joe Schmo Backstrom who makes his own contracts. Hey, throw the stick over the ice. The stick over the ice for me. No, no, listen. You don't have to dap me up. Just throw the stick over the ice for me, please. I know you signed your own contract and everything, but I don't do that petty work anymore. I know. I know. We backstromed Backstrom on the last podcast that we talked about this, but Ovi's the Ovi's really the one that's cashing them in, like. I think we could have backstrom numbers if all we had to do was just slide it over to eight. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know where he's – I think everyone and their mothers, anyone that watches hockey knows where Ovechkin is at all times. Like, imagine being Nicholas Backstrom on the ice, 1-9. Imagine just skating around like, like, oh, no, it's getting kind of tight. The the, the D's creeping up on me. What am I going to do? You just see okay. number. You just see number eight over there at the circle, and you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slide it over to him. And your brain's you telling it. you, your brain's telling you, no, come on, you got to be more creative than that. It's like, dude, we're running out, we're running out, and it's just like dump the load, and they just set it over yeah. and just paste it in. You just see this big Russian bear skating down with his head down. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, I'm going to give it to that guy because he wants it. He's yelling at you with his eyeballs. Yeah. That's why he wears a dark, that's why he wears a dark visor because his eyeballs are too loud. 
his eyeballs are too loud. They, he's got to tone them down a little bit. Like, imagine not passing to him. <laughs> imagine not passing to him if he's just, the thing is, he's just waiting to with the stick up. He's just waiting at the top of the circle. Like, do you want a point here or not? You can watch a power play and literally just see him stand there for like a whole minute of the power play. Just, just like waiting. I'm waiting. Just, just give me the puck. Just give that. it to me. Just slide it over, and good things will happen. It's amazing stuff what he's doing. I was so I'm. I have to backtrack here on my words because on the last pot on the one of the last podcasts, I said I think everybody and their mothers rooting for eight to get to the record, you know, because he's the guy that we're watching right now. I just completely blew off an entire generation that actually got to watch Wayne Gretzky. That is completely rooting against that. Yeah, but that generation has passed. That generation has been getting okay boomered on Twitter. (laughs) They've had a tough go of it. That generation's over. You're looking at Russian... Bear Ovechkin scoring hat tricks night in 2020. That okay boomer meme has struck a deep nerve with that generation. Like it, it. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Seen how they react when you okay boot when they get okay boomered, but it hits a central nerve in their body. Strictly the Wayne Gretzky demographic. Yeah. Well, I I just didn't. You know, that's just not something I even thought about. Like I don't know why I just completely blew over the fact that the people that watched the great one get to his record, they don't want to see that happen. I guess all I can say is, I mean, if, if Ovi wants to slow it down a little bit, these last 20 games, that would be nice. He's not going to. He's not. No. He's, there's never been a year where he's like, I I don't want the rocket Richard. I have a question for you, Tom. Here's here's a good question. Not only is are, are we saying the Metro's in play now? I know I know everybody's saying is or is it too far out to say that it's in play? Is it? I think it's too far out. Even for me, I know I'm crazy and I want it. It's not. It's not too far. It's out. It's not too far out. Okay, because you know what else is not too far out? We beat those guys three times this year. Do you know what else is not too far out then? The Presence Trophy. It's never too far. It's out. never. You're never out of the woods. The overs never out of the woods. The coats are never out of the woods. You're always. That's the thing with the, with with this. If you're in the metro, you're never out of the woods. No, the metro is just the woods. If you're in the metro, you're constantly scrambling. <laughs> it's just mad scramble. Safe. It's a mad you're scramble. Like you know, you watch the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. You know, like, the cornucopia, like, at the very beginning, everybody's looking at each other? Yeah. And it's just like, go get it. That's the Metro. That's the Metro every night. You know, the crazy thing It's just thing like, is, go get it. Like, we talk about it all the time, but, like, you even hear, like, national media, like, national analysts say the same exact thing. I just think that's so crazy sometimes. Say what? That it's the cornucopia? That the Metro is, like, the hardest division to play in. It's a bloodbath. Like, I mean, like, it's it's one thing for us to say that, but it's another to always hear that from, like, national analysts. 
I just think that's crazy sometimes. Nothing's changed though about it. It's been this. It's been this way for like five years, Tom. It's been yeah, ever no, since they moved divisions. It's been like this. Yeah, it's been like that ever since eight uh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it's just. I mean, it's a monstrous division. All right, we're, we weren't going to go too long in this episode, and we've already gone a little bit just going around the rink and, you know, spitballing, seeing what's going on. Let's go back to the Coats game tonight. So Bob's coming in town, and you saw the memes. It was a great, it was a great Tuesday. It was a great day to be at work on a Tuesday because it was just memes. Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. It was just memes everywhere. Not as many as I'd like there to be, though. I would have liked to. I would have liked to seen a few more memes. Um, it was a slow meme day. It was I don't a slow think, meme day. I think I don't even think I sent you one thing today. No, so it, was real, it was a real slow day for me. No, I expected a a few more memes, but it was still a good meme day. I I will still give it credit. It was a, it was a still a good meme day. I'm gonna say the reason is is because everyone was still on Super Bowl highs on Monday. Today everyone's crashed. The Super Bowl, <laughs> what a game! We don't even so need now. I now lost so much money on the Super Bowl. Crashed. It's a slow Tuesday. It's a slow Tuesday, but nonetheless, the Coats played a game tonight. Uh, Bob was coming back. A lot of people were expecting. It, it was either you're getting boob hits or you're getting Sergio. And I think I, I was, I, I should say this, by the way, I was surprised by the amount of booze. I mean, it was booze every time. Like it was more than the first game I remembered or even like the Panarin game. Like it was just booze by every fan in the building. It was, it was kind of impressive. I'm like, wow. Correct me if, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like that the, all the booze really started when they called the goal back. No, the booze started from when they announced his name. Oh, at really? At the starting lineup. They were oh, going. Maybe. They were going all night. But that that's what they definitely got louder after that because you know Bob, you know Bob. He 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 flops. He flops. Cam got a little stick in there. He got a little stick in there, but Bob flops. Like there was one in, there was one little scuffle in the first 2 minutes that didn't turn into anything. Because it was like the first two minutes, and Bob just like flew backwards. Well, you know, like, guys, Bob, like, I can't believe nobody like got a clip of it or anything. Cause I was eating a sandwich. I was eating a freaking sandwich because I just got in my seat, and I politely moved down to the other end where there were no seats, so that or where there was no people, excuse me, so that my sandwich didn't stink up the whole press box. And I just saw Bob. I just see boob tits just flying backwards. Well, you know, if you haven't seen it, the video's on social media somewhere. Bob is always looking for a reason to throw his stick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was that was an easy go-to for him. That was an easy go-to for him. And he just kept flopping kind of all game. Like, any, like he, I, well, I don't know why. I, I noticed it definitely when he played for us, but I really noticed it tonight. Well, you're noticing it more now because he has to flop because he just knows he's got zero defense. No defense. He's flopping more. Yeah, Cam Stick. Cam Stick definitely got his glove. I mean, it it barely got his glove though. Barely. But but you know that's all you need for that kind of call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. It, it was sad. It was such a great play by Gus to get it off the boards and get it to. Boone so fast. It was so good. And you wanted it for Boone. He he's been quiet. 
Yeah, but he's quiet on the scoring sheet, but his presence isn't on the scoring sheet. It's always in the face-off circle and the floor check. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that challenged goal for 13, that was tough. And then it just, that's that's the game from there on out was... Jackets. It was jackets. It was jackets. It was, I mean, they just... The amount, this was a such a relieving game, I think, for them to play in because you play so hard on the boards, you play so physical and night in, night out just to get those wins, just to get those five to six really good chances a game and really hoping you capitalize on a few of them so you, that you can win so that when you play a team like Florida who's not physical at all unless you make them physical, there's just tons of open space. They have zero commitment to playing defense. It's just they're I like think a pond hockey team. they're like a pond hockey team. They're like a they're like a drop in team. It's like you're playing yeah. a a drop in game. There's no but commitment yeah. to defense at all. Everything's wide open offensively, and it was really nice to see the Jackets feel really comfortable in that kind of a game. I think everyone had at least one good scoring chance. Absolutely, like it, even the defensemen. It's just it, it's. The thing is, is is when you when your team like the Jackets that buckles down so good on defense and is playing such a offensively high powered team that really pushes it up front, not a lot of commitment on defense. You think in your head, this game is gonna be, it, it could be bad. It, like the Jackets are gonna have to score a lot. Uh, it, this game could be, this game could be bad. But it was yeah. the exact opposite. I mean, the Jackets had more offense than Florida. They were the they were the better team. They exposed the fact that they had no defense. It was like watching an SEC team play a Big Twelve team. You know? Oh, d- Florida's only known for goals, and we limit that. We limited them to thirty-two shots, which is a lot. But none of them, like, once was I like, oh, geez, like, that was a good shot. And Elvis, like, there was a couple, don't get me wrong, but there was none, like, mad scrambles around the net. The, the in fact, the most offensive, like, the most scared I was, and we're saying all this knowing that they are missing Barkov, who's on day-to-day right now, but he hasn't even been, like, what he was last year so it's not like it was a huge miss we all know that taking one player out of the lineup doesn't completely change your lineup unless you're the caps caps watch but i thought like the 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 most scared i was that the jackets were going to give up a goal was about the midway point through the second period that there was a shift there that um strawman and stillman had playing defense for Florida, that they were really moving the puck near the blue line and getting a lot of space. I was kind of a little bit like, oh, here we go. Like, here's Florida. Like, they're going to get one here. And Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the Jackets struggled to get out of the zone there on that shift. It looked looked like it was going to be a goal for Florida. It felt like it. Um, My most um, frightening moment, I think it was like between the – like one to two minutes left in the whole in the third period, the Florida was getting some good changes going, and it just was one of. It's not even a jacket scenario; it's just one of those hockey scenarios where you're like, they're going to get a goal here with it, like with one minute left, and this whole game just going to feel like the biggest, the, like the worst taste in your mouth. Yeah. Well, because you know when you get to less than a minute, it's kind of anything, anything, anything can happen. happen. Yeah, yeah, and, and then. Like, go, 
when you lose on those, those are those are the worst losses. Yeah, the Jackets had a great penalty kill too. When uh, who went to the box? Why am I blanking? Who went to the box on the on the non-existent call? That, um, I can't even shoot. remember. The, but it was in between the second and third period. And the was Jackets. It I think I'm. I don't. I can't even remember. It's not even. It's that blank. Might have been the last. That might have been launched, It's completely escaping me. But the Jackets killed that penalty off, and then they went right back to, you know, playing their style of hockey, man. And then it got into overtime, and then that's when it just – when I saw 13, 8, and 18 on the ice, I knew. I was like, this line's scoring. I was like, this line is scoring. We see it all the time. Whenever, Don't let that line on the ice. Actually, I'm going to retract my most – my most frightened was three-on-three. Three, you just see one of the Florida Panthers skating down the ice all by himself. I think that was Vetrano. Yeah, that was tough. That one That one was a little nerve-wracking. But the puck was rolling. The, like, luckily, he never – He kind of had to chase. He kind of had – he never had, like, a real good grip of it yeah, before. It was a rolling puck the entire time. Yeah. So he just – tried to clap it and then nothing happened yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't too overly scared about that one not overly but, i shouldn't yeah. say that but you you still you know like if he gets if he gets a good shot off here this could get dicey it's a one-on-one with the tender yeah. and then on top and then besides that like we played excellent i think excellent man coverage the entire uh overtime yeah it was good so i guess you just the coats get five points out of six coming out of the break I mean, you would have you, you would have signed up for that if I told you the the jackets are gonna get five of their first six coming and out of break. Of, you would have signed up for that. One of them's an OT loss to Jack Eichel. I, if there's one bright spot out of the Buffalo Sabers, it's number nine. Yeah, it's that guy. So. That, that is it. Yeah. There's nothing else happening. They got pumped six to one tonight. Yeah, but they they are the they are the defending Kraft Mac and Cheese Bowl winners. So. That's good on them. Glad they have that on their season, but yeah, they got pumped. They got they got drilled by Colorado, who the Jackets will see on Saturday night. So yeah, but first we gotta get through Detroit. Are you worried about that game? I am. Stop. Well, stop. Hear me out. They got twelve wins this year. The games that we have we were have felt the most confident about this year. In my eyes, we've lost. Dude, we're <laughs> we're crapping on this team. The last time I felt, <clears throat> I get what you're saying. And the like last the game, team, the last the team game. that we like should have stomped on that came to the Schwedo that we were playing against was New Jersey, and we we pasted those guys. We beat them five nothing. We but pasted it, them. It was we, we talked about the game. It was not a good game. We won five nothing, but you remember the game. Like they were all. Oh, they up still got some guys. New Jersey still got some guys. Detroit's got no guys. Yeah. And they got no they guys. They got no but, guys. But I just remember the beginning part of this season. I know that's the begin. That was like December second. Two entirely different teams as of right now, but that's. But honestly, that's just how sports work too. The teams you least expect when you're making a big choice <clears throat> come out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, some you games can't you can't look by anybody. You can't look by anybody. That's fine. In, two points, in the scenario that we're in, 
two points is the whole world. All right, you're you're right. When you're right, you're right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Some Thanks, some games. So I'm I'm officially on Pens Watch and I'm officially on Caps Watch. Absolutely. I don't care about the teams below us. I just don't. If they play a Western Conference team or an Atlantic team, I'm rooting for them to lose. Obviously, but I'm not I'm not eyeballing them the same way that I'm eyeballing the Pens. Pens and play. That- they hold off. They play Thursday night against the Lightning. We have to play the Lightning Monday, and that's a nationally televised game. Really? Yeah, we might get a little Ooh, Doc Emmy. A little Doc Emmy action. It's, uh, it's a home game, too. Nationally televised at the Schweido. The Caps play the Flyers on on Saturday, and then, then the same day we play the Avs, right? We play the Avs on Saturday. Oh, yes, we do. Okay, do. I was making sure I was not mistaken on that. Yeah, and then you're right. Yep, Mon- Monday we got we got that's gonna be a good one, man. That's gonna be yeah. a good one. The Jackets are right up there. See, that's like I guess that was kind of like where my thought process was. Is you look at the next three games, two of them are a back to back: Detroit, Colorado, and Tampa Bay. You need to make sure you get the two points easily against Detroit. Yeah, because those ones could be tougher. All right, Tom, that's all I got. Appreciate you hopping on, spending yeah. some noodles around with me. Absolutely. Uh, go, Coats. Um, we're up. We're on pens and cap watch. So because of that, tell your dog.